0: Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast, designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors, and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted, and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice, and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, amazing humans, and welcome to today's podcast of Everything Early Childhood. My name is Lisa, and I'm your host. I am the founder of Platinum Education, and today... I am so excited to be here with you wherever you are, walking, driving, um, which is actually quite ironic because today we, I thought we would delve into the subject of multitasking and how to stop it and what to do instead. So I, I know that I'm going to get a lot of kickback about this and I know there's so many people out there that really pride, actually pride themselves on this being a skill that they are really good at I'm a great multitasker and I used to believe this about myself as well until I realized that you know I I, I started asking the question because I always question to myself often and I say hmm is this the most productive way to do this Is there an easier way? Is there a simpler way? Is there a better way? Um, Because what happens is as we're doing things or even the things that we have to do, it's really important to sometimes stop and look at the system that we're using in order to um, achieve those outcomes that we're wanting to have for ourselves and to be the most productive that we can be because At the end of the day, we want to make sure that we can do everything we need to do within our hours that are set for us and minimize that time outside of our hours where work is taking away Um, that beautiful quality time either for yourself, your family, um, your friends, the people around you. So we want to make sure that we're providing you with beautiful, amazing strategies um, in order to get that done really, really simply. So if you don't believe me, I want to start with an exercise. So for this one, you can come back to it later on. That's fine. If you want to um, rewind, it's really, really easy. Um, So even if you just want to take a note of it and come back to it later on, that is perfectly fine. But I want to start with a little exercise because I think this is really, really clear. And I think if we do this exercise, or my theory is, if we do this exercise right at the beginning of the episode, then you Well, listen to what I have to say, because you'll believe me that multitasking is not the best method or it isn't the best way to be productive. So the exercise goes like this. The first thing is we do it twice. So the first time you're going to, so you're going to get a piece of paper and a pen, you're going to draw two lines. So one line um, at the top and then one line, like leave about three centimeters gap and then put another line underneath it. So on the first line, the first time we do this, we're going to alternate. So on the first line, we're going to write the numbers one to 26. And then on the bottom line, we're going to do letters A to Z. But the first time we complete the exercise, on the top line, we're going to rotate. So we're going to write number one. Then on the bottom line A, number two, letter B, number three, letter C, et cetera, et cetera. And what I want you to do is I want you to time yourself with how long it is going to take you to do that then the second time you're going to do it so underneath like at the bottom of the page or on a new page um, you're going to do the same thing you're going to draw two lines but this time when you complete the exercise you are going to do it one at a time so you're going to do one to ten so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and then on the second line you're going to do a b c all the way up to z um, to complete both of those lines but one at a time so and then I want you to come back to me and I want you to comment in this podcast. How long did it take you? What was the difference? Now, we completed this exercise during one of our networking meetings um, last year with our group of amazing um, centre owners and directors. And surprisingly, single tasking where we did one at a time was 10 to 15 seconds faster than, than when we multitask and kept switching our attention between the two. Now, our brains are not wired to do more than one thing at a time. So it ends up switching. Our brain ends up switching, not doing um, anything. So when our attention is actually on nothing... Whereas if we just focus on one thing, all of our attention is on that one thing. We can complete it to the best of our ability and then we can move on to something else. So the top three myths of multitasking are, so number one, we think multitasking increases productivity. Fact is that research has shown that multitasking can actually decrease productivity as it can no longer take or it takes longer to switch between tasks that lead to more mistakes. So often when we're switching, we're switching from one thing to the next. So our brain doesn't know which which one to be in. Um, Myth number two is that some people are naturally good at multitasking. As I said, a lot of people pride themselves out there on having this as an amazing skill that they have mastered. But studies have shown that multitasking is not a natural ability and that anyone can improve their multitasking skills with practice. And then the top myth number three is that multitasking is always a good thing. So multitasking can be beneficial in some situations, such as completing simple routine tasks. However, when it comes to complex or important tasks, it's usually better to focus on one task at a time to avoid errors and achieve better results. So you might be asking yourself, if we are not multitasking, what is it that we are doing? So one strategy that I want to introduce you to, and that's often recommended as being more effective than multitasking, is called single-tasking. So this was in this concept was introduced to me. I don't know about three or four years ago. Um, I received a book called none other than single-tasking, and it was by the author. Dvorah Zak. And it's amazing. It goes through different strategies, concepts, um, ideas, and helps you map out how single tasking and the research behind multitasking and why single tasking works and is more effective. And I often get asked the question all the time, Lisa, how do you do what you do? how do you juggle so many things? How do you achieve so many different projects and different things that you're working on? Um, Obviously, we've got a lot of clients that we're working with and we really pride ourselves here at Platinum Education around how the quality of work that we provide for our clients. And the fact is, and I'll let you in on a little secret, and I've operated this way for so long. like Even when I was a director, a room leader, I always describe it like My brain is like manila folders, you know, those yellow, or you can get them in whatever colour you want. I just visualise them as yellow. But those yellow manila folders, and they've got like all the little um, tabs on them with what they're actually for. So depending on where I am... I get that manila, or what I'm doing, I should say, I get that manila folder out of my brain and I say, okay, we're in that space. So even when I was directing and I needed to switch between um, a problem with a parent or a problem with a team member, I would then look into my brain, um, literally close my eyes, look into my brain and work out which manila folder I needed to pull out for that moment and what that information was. And there were keywords, there were um, like tabs with the ideas, like with what it was, um, with those keywords that would trigger me to pull out that manila folder. And I'll tell you what, Uh, The reason this has come up recently and the reason I wanted to touch base on this now is because towards the end of last year, when things got really, really, really busy, Jake and I decided to combine things a little bit. Um, So we thought we're being really, really smart, really intelligent. And um, so what we started doing was combining um, different projects, even locations where we were working, because we thought if we work from here for a little bit, then we can get this done and support them with this. Um, And By combining more than one thing at a time, which for me was a massive conflict of my manila folders in my brain, but at the time I didn't realise that. So I went home when we, each time we were doing this, really frustrated, really burnt out, feeling like I hadn't achieved anything, feeling like, um almost like I failed, like I failed the day being like, no, this was not our priority today. This is, we didn't meet the expectations of today. Uh, It wasn't to the quality that we um, want to achieve. And in actual fact, it's true. We set out with the intention of combining things, but at the end of the day, we didn't achieve what we'd set out to achieve because it was too many things were in conflict with each other. And it took a little while to step back and really reflect on that and, you know, have the conversation to be like, you know what, no, it's really important that we single task and that what we are doing, we're very clear on what we're doing at that point in time and what we're working on. So things don't get blurred, um, including locations, um, including projects, including tasks, including um, something else. And I'll share something else that's come up recently as well as we go through, because this is it, isn't it? It's we, everybody's learning, everybody's growing, but it's important to stop when something does happen or something is not working to really figure out what strategy is going to work for you. So instead of trying to do multiple tasks at once, single tasking is focusing on one task at a time where you give your full attention until it is completed. So this can help you to be more productive and efficient um, as you will not be wasting time and mental energy switching between tasks. Um, Also, it will allow you to fully engage with that task, which can lead to better quality work and other strategies that can help you to improve on productivity include. So let's go through them, six things to help you improve your productivity. So one, you want to prioritize your tasks. So you want to identify the most important tasks that need to be have that focus and be done first. Now, I want to preface this and just give you a little bit of feedback. Now, Gen Z, our newest generation, prioritizing doesn't come naturally. They have amazing skills and amazing talents in regards to um, being so driven that they want to get things finished. Um, They want to, they see the finish line, they love a bit of competition. So, if you can put that into anywhere, that's great. But the thing is, prioritizing when you're getting things and this happened recently for us actually when things are marked as urgent so they're getting an email from the owner your director you might send one and it might say urgent you're getting an email from a parent that's urgent you're getting an email from um, you know about a child from a therapist that's urgent you get a parent walk in the door and they're like they're there that's urgent so what do you do when all four things are urgent and have that priority? So what I recommend that you do is be proactive about it. Have the conversations with your team. So this came up for us recently. Everything, well we had about 10 tasks marked as urgent. Now I they were urgent for me and I was clear on what I what what I would have done first. And however, to somebody else or to Jake, they didn't like we had a different idea of what urgent meant and what urgent was. So how can 10 things or five things be urgent at the same time? And how do people know which one to complete first? So be proactive, have the conversation, almost like a risk assessment. Like, you know what situations are going to come up. You know for you what is most urgent. Um, what is urgent, 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 what is urgent, urgent, and what is urgent. And you can come up with your own vocabulary around this. Um, And I'm a really visual person. So I think about exclamation marks. Like if it's one exclamation mark, it's just urgent. Um, If it's urgent, urgent, it's two. And if it's urgent, 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 it's three exclamation marks. Um, But think about what language um, for you will work, even colour coding, those urgent tasks for the person that you're either delegating it to or even for yourself but prioritizing is definitely a skill that you want to build and if you're leading someone it's really important that you let them know and have this conversation prior that um, you know what would be the most urgent compared to what would be the least urgent. So for for you in your services, for example, families might come first. So families might be the most urgent. Um, I would say overall, you're running a business. So fees, fees are the most urgent. If it has to do with family fees, you want to make sure you deal with that. So what order of priority Um, do you give tasks or do you give things within your service? Obviously, the children's health and safety is another one. So that absolutely trumps everything in your service. So looking at that as the ultimate priority, if there is something that impacts the children's health and safety, get it done, do it straight away. So, And then work down that list in, in whatever order you come up with for that prioritisation system. But it just allows everyone to be clear and to be on the same page. The other thing I would encourage as well is each time you're delegating a task to somebody, ask them what else they have that they're working on. Um, we recommend using Trello so you can see visually what tasks they have. Um, you can assign due dates and also mark the er- level of urgency and mark and push it up in the prioritization. Um But whatever system, ask them when you're delegating, what tasks are you working on? And tell them, actually, this is a priority. So can you make sure that you're getting this done first? And for anyone that is being led by someone who keeps delegating them things marked as urgent, um, just say, just write back to them or have that conversation with them to say, hey, I'm currently working on this. I've got this, this, and this to do. What order of priority would you like me to give them? Because often it's hard. Like it's even if you have three things that are in the same priority category, how do you know which one to do first? And where often I know as directors or leaders, so many interruptions and um, you your people, people, are, you know, we're obviously in a P, People-focused sector, which is really, really important, and your people are the most important thing in your in your space. So you want to make sure that you give them time. But often, we'll talk about uh, maybe in another episode, creating um, boundaries and set expectations. Is that they know different times that they can come and speak to you or talk to you, and what those strategies are. Um, but we'll talk about them in a different episode. Number two is around your time management. So rather than looking at a big task, you want to make sure that you break it down into um, larger tasks, into smaller tasks, and that are more manageable, which is called chunking, and use a timer to keep track of your progress. So, um, in our next episode, I'm going to go through um time blocking, but what I've been using that's really working for me this year is the Pomodoro method. Um, you can just look, um, get it on YouTube, Google it, look it up. But YouTube have a um, timer. And what it is, it just sets um, and just set a timer. So when you do have that time, just set a timer that you're going to have that focus time to be able to achieve that task. So break any big task down into smaller tasks. And that also includes for your QIP, for your goals or for your improvements, breaking those down into smaller manageable steps. Number three is eliminating distractions. (laughs) Now, I know, I know, we understand, we empathize, we totally get it. But your team also get that you need to achieve tasks and work as well. Because the absolute worst thing is promising your team something and not delivering. So if you're always... um, with your team, how do you then go back and either have a meeting with the owners um, or talk about that vision or get anything approved or actually do those projects to be able to follow through? It's really important that you designate time that is going to be time, focus time. So whether you put a sign on the door to say, um, I'm not available right now, please see X, Y, and Z, or pop, pop your name here and um, at after 2 p.m. or whatever time you set, I will come and see you in this order. So they just pop their name down and then you go and see them. Now, funny fact is that when you actually go and see them, um, they will forget (laughs) what they actually wanted to talk to you about because often the distractions are problems that they could have solved themselves. So if you give them the time and you give them the space. They may talk to somebody else in their room. That's okay. They should before coming to you anyway. They may solve it themselves. Wow, amazing. So sometimes it's about, yeah, creating that. But it's not only outside distractions, it's inside distractions as well. So you wanna create a nice work environment in your office or wherever you are, that's free of distractions. So you might want to turn off your phone, close any unnecessary tabs on your computer. Um, And if you're one of those that have 50,000 icons open or like, you know, on your desktop, um, I always say like your your computer, your car, your space, everywhere you are is a def, like it defines what your brain is. So if that's the case, Please take time to clean it up because we want your brain to be clear and clutter free. So um, uh, something that I've recently been doing is on your phone, um, you can go into do not disturb mode. Um, So when you swipe down, you can set your do not disturbs, um, what it does or focus time, it's called as well. And what it does, it actually, your emergency people can get through, but for everybody else, it sends it to voicemail for you to have that set focus time and to avoid any distractions. And the The great thing about it is, which I love the most, I was like, wow, is that you know all of those little red icons on all your apps that tell you how many unread things you have? They disappear. You don't see them. So um, no temptations to read um, anything coming through because you won't see it until you turn your phone off. Do not disturb. So a great tip and I love it. Now, number four is taking breaks. So um, I know for me that I can do projects and tasks that I can just get so lost in. And I love that feeling. It's it's called flow and just getting into the flow, doing something you love, just delving into it. And I love long, um, long uninterrupted times um, for getting those things done, but it's not realistic. And our brain needs regular breaks. And have you ever like, you've been so focused on something that, um, and you keep like powering through, you keep, you've got that grit and determination just to finish it or just to solve this problem, but you like can't work out how to do it. And you know what they say is as soon as you step away and as soon as you're doing something else, um, and remember our last episode about ideas and inspiration, like where it comes from, it comes from giving ourselves that time and space to be able to come up with that solution. So they say taking regular breaks actually helps to refresh our mind and increase our focus. So with the Pomodoro method, they, it's an hour of work um, and then you have a little break. And then it actually works in services. So if you do an hour of focus time in those breaks, you can actually go and check in with your team to see how they're going and to see how they're doing. Um, And you can even let them know that. Just say, I'll be back in an hour unless it's an emergency. I'll come and check in with you in an hour. Um, Yeah, don't bother me. (laughs) Um, And they respect that. They understand that not only do um, you have a role, but they have a job to do as well. So number five is setting clear goals. So have a clear idea of what you want to achieve and can help to keep you motivated and focused. Um, so I said last week that um, my coach, she always says her, her why is her compass. And so it's not a, it's focusing on your why, why are you doing what you're doing? And also having that clear goal or intention about um, exactly what it is that you want to achieve. So today I want to achieve this And for directors and people running services, my biggest tip, if it doesn't fit on a post-it note, and I mean those little tiny square post-it notes, not the big round, not the big ones that you can get in the A3 and A4 size now. The little tiny square post-it notes, if it doesn't fit on there, it's not going to get done that day. So have three clear goals and three clear priorities that you're going to achieve that day and get them done. Um, And number six is mindfulness and meditation. So it can also be very helpful to improve focus and avoid procrastination. So I try to start most days. I say most days now, some days I do not um, because I'm human and no one's perfect. Um, So most days I start with a meditation. Um, I use the Insight Timer app. I believe that's what it, yep, Insight Timer app. Um, And it's got beautiful free meditations on there for everything you can think of. So if you're just feeling a little bit anxious and you want to calm down, it's got calming meditations. um, It's got inspiring meditations, motivating meditations, sleep meditations. I use them every single night. And I am so grateful that I did because when I travel overseas, I just sleep. So whenever I have that meditation on, I just fall asleep. Um, So you find one that works for you and whatever you need to do, maybe even, and they're different times as well. So some go for three minutes, some seven minutes, some, you know, 10 minutes, whatever time you have, you'll find one that's suitable for you. Now, I want to talk about some strategies that might help you stop multitasking so you can focus on one thing at a time. We talked a lot about these as we went through. So it's prioritizing your tasks, using a timer, eliminate distractions, taking regular breaks, do not disturb sign on your door, meditation. Um, and be aware of your habits. So keep track of your multitasking habits and try to be mindful when you are doing it. This can help you become more aware of when you are multitasking and making a conscious effort to stop. So, um, and please, like, don't get into the habit of being a yes person. Of course, being a. Um, an amazing leader means having a servant, I love a servant style of leadership and you are there to serve your team but you also, if you make time for that and they are aware and it's predictable about what time is dedicated to them, then they will be more respectful when you do need to have that time to yourself to be able to achieve those those tasks And um, my favourite is reward yourself. So after completing a task, reward yourself with something you enjoy. This can be motivating to keep yourself focused and on track. Remember that breaking a habit takes time and effort. So be patient with yourself. Keep trying different strategies until you find what works for you. Now, if you haven't already, go back and do that exercise because I guarantee after you do that exercise, um, you will want to look into this single tasking and it's healthy. It allows you to focus. It allows you to actually complete tasks and get them done. We know that some tasks are going to take longer than others to complete and that is okay. But that's when those bigger tasks need to be broken down into those smaller achievable steps in order to get there. Often when we have so many things, so many tasks, so many um, people calling at us, we can get into, because we are again in the people business, we've got children, we've got team members, we've got um, families, we've got obviously our team, our lead, everyone around us, we're, we're surrounded by people all day long and we love them but there are times when we actually need to get things done and we need that time to ourselves. And again, they will appreciate that as long as you prioritise them first. So, and then let them know, remember, clear is kind. So you wanna just make sure that you are clear around um, what you're doing and how long you need using language um, such as what do, what would I say so I would say hey guys I'm not going to be available for the next hour um, I'm just working on um, reviewing our policies um, so can you please <laughs> an hour gosh um, can you please um, I will come and check back in with you at two o'clock um, if um, unless there's anything urgent i.e. the place is burning down please sort it out and I'll come and see you in an hour um, so and that's fine. As you start to build that trust and that relationship with your team, they will then know what's a priority for you and what to bother you about rather than um, them coming to you with everything. I think we need to do an episode on that as well because I find that it now the consequences of your team being so reliant on you, like it's it's a human need and a natural instinct to want to be needed. But the issue that it creates is that your team do not know how to do anything for themselves. So you really want to set your team up for, uh, for success and in order to do that, you need to be a role model of that success and you need to show them that you trust them to do their role whilst you're going to be unavailable to be able to achieve the tasks that you need to do if the consequences of not doing this are that you are going to have to do it in your own time, you are going to show your team that you don't trust them because you want to micromanage every single step that they are doing. Um, And I know for me, I hate working under micromanagers. Um, So it's really important to check in with yourself if you are micromanaging to say, okay, I actually need to check in with myself. Do I trust them? Are the expectations clear? Um, Do I actually feel that I can step away and do these tasks? If you can't, there's a problem. So it's either a problem with you or a problem with your team. So, and it's just diagnosing that and putting those tools in your tool belt in order to achieve the most productive that you can and um, be there for your team and have the most amazing team around you that support you to be able to do everything that you set out to do and achieve those big goals and big visions that you have for 2023 so excited to hear what all of you are up to. So um, that's it for today. Um, I just wanted to introduce single tasking as a new method. Um, Let me know what works for you. Have you tried single tasking before Um, or do you have another strategy that works for you? Do you use the Pomodoro method? Um, How do you make sure that you prioritize those tasks and are communicating those with your teams? So next week, as I said, we will be delving into time blocking. So there is a set system and I've done so many videos on this before, but I thought, you know what, you guys out there haven't probably seen our videos. So I will do a beautiful podcast episode um, talking about these time management strategies. Um, So this week is single tasking, next week is time blocking, and we'll take you on a journey with how to create that beautiful time blocking schedule, um, what to prioritize how to look at it um, and yep step by step with how to create it so I hope you have all or hope you are all having an amazing week um, whatever you're doing I've loved 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 hearing from you this week so thank you so much for all of your beautiful comments and feedback and conversations that I am having with you can you believe that we are almost at 10,000 listeners? Like I think about you all out there um, and I'd love to know who you are, who's listening. So get in touch. Um, We have an Everything Early Childhood Facebook page um, or you can chat with me directly, um, Lisa Brown, Platinum Education Group. And um, let me know, where are you at? What's your biggest challenge? And what would you like to see on our next episodes and for us to cover this year? So until next week, keep making every moment count wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I can't wait to catch you all next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review we read them all. To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.